very pleased to have on the line with me Michael Fields. Michael, how are you doing? Good, how are you, Tim? Well, good. You have a, a really interesting piece that was in Complete Colorado recently. And Complete Colorado is just a great news source. They aggregate uh, news from all over the state. But you have written a piece regarding uh, the titles, Legislators to Blame for Crumbling Roads, Not Our Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And so, Michael, you are on the forefront of this battle. Uh, Tabor, Our Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, is under assault. And uh, many of the things they say is it's constricting the ability to raise money to fix our roads. What say you? Well, I say it's a lack of prioritization. Uh, the legislature has a lot of money. They have a $32.5 billion state budget. It's going up a billion dollars every year. Um, and they seem to never get around to funding what is the number one priority for most Coloradans right now, uh, which is funding our, fixing our roads. And so, you know, I wanted to, to have this piece that I wrote in response to uh, one of the liberal uh, groups, Colorado Fiscal Institute, wrote uh, an article saying uh, U.S. 36, you know, had that collapse, uh, blame Tabor. And I said, no, legislators are the ones, one, that have oversight on that. Uh, two, um, you know, they want to push this taxpayer bill of rights uh, time out where they want to take our refunds. We're not even sure that money would go to roads, even though they say so. So I think looking at history, and that's what I wanted to point out, looking at history and all the promises they've made about fixing our roads haven't come to fruition. Well, and what you're referencing there is it's been referred by the state legislature to the ballot this year. It's Proposition CC. And basically the question is, uh, can uh, bureaucrats, uh, politicians, and interested parties, can government... Uh, keep our tax refunds forever. And even if we decided that we wanted to say, hey, okay, you can have our tax refunds, I think there's something almost immoral that we're saying, hey, you can keep our kids' tax refunds as well. Uh, there's something that I think is really wrong with Proposition CC. What about, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. The, the fact that it's permanent. I mean, we did this one time before uh, rough fee back in 2005, but it was a five-year plan. And I think people feel more comfortable when um, tax increases are local, they are sunset, which is one's not, they're specific, which is one's not. So I think, you know, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for how it would go uh, across the state, except that they are in charge of the ballot language. And the ballot language says without raising taxes to better fund roads and schools, within a balanced budget, can we keep this extra money. And so I think the key that I'm trying to do with, you know, different coalition members is get out there and talk about what this really means. This is permanently taking away your taper refunds. It would be $1.3 billion over the next three years. Uh, government's big enough right now. They need to do a better job with the money they have. Well, that is for sure. And Michael, you are the executive executive director of Colorado Rising Action. And so you are working with other folks to try to um, bring light to these issues so that the everyday hardworking person out there can actually really understand, you know, what's going on out there. And you mentioned on Proposition CC, I think that this is is um, a sleight of hand, if you will. To I, I think it's I think it's disingenuous to start that ballot language with uh, with saying without raising taxes, because in essence, if those refunds are due to people, and um, and people uh, and, and the government keeps those refunds, that in essence is raising taxes. So I think right out of the chute, uh, it's very disingenuous with that particular language. 
yeah, totally agree with you on that. If you take, keep, and spend more of our money, uh, it's a tax increase. If you ask any normal person, uh, they would consider this a tax increase. And so getting the word out of what it really means to people uh, is important. And and the history of RESP money wasn't spent where they said uh, they, they were spending on roads. Our roads are no better than they, than they were uh, back then. They're even worse. Uh, they raised our fees and faster fees, your car registration fees. Uh, where is that money going? They did a hospital provider fee uh, change a couple of years ago. They got $600 million. Where's that money going? Um, so these promises that they're making uh, is about as honest as that ballot way. Well, and, and one other thing, could you break down that hospital provider fee, uh, what happened on that? Because, again, I think that was a sleight of hand, and I think it was disingenuous. But I think it's, peop- it's important that people understand that. And, of course, the word fee, uh, I think also break that down yeah. on know what they've done on, uh, on language with Tabor. Yeah, so with the Texas Bill of Rights, um, you can have fees. And these fees would be like I would go to the park and pay $5, and that fee would go toward maintaining the park. Or an enterprise, uh, you know, which is like CU uh, in the University of Colorado, that we don't want everything counting within state budget. Well, the hospital provider fee was actually a tax that they put on uh, hospital beds, and it was in the general fund. And they said, you know what, um, we keep hitting that Tabor cap and would have to refund money, and we don't want to do that. So we're just going to come up with, you know, $800 million that we're going to take outside of the general fund and just create this enterprise. And this has, is something that they're going to use moving forward. If you remember the family leave bill that ended up dying this year that will be back in future years, they just wanted to create an enterprise, raise a billion dollars in taxes, but because it's outside of the general fund, uh, the courts allow them to, to, to do that. And so it's a really dangerous part of it. And it's almost, we need to go back at some point and say, look, if there's going to be some kind of big fee over 50 or $100 million, if people should vote on that. Uh, it's getting around the spirit of Tabor in order to do this. And so they basically just took uh, an extra six to $800 million outside of the budget, and, and you know, people voted for it, and, and voters didn't get a say in it. And so um, I think that's something we need to watch very closely. They're going to continue to do this to get around Tabor, especially when we tell them no on these tax refunds and on tax increases to our income tax. Well, and I really think that Coloradans have spoken uh, when we saw these two big uh, tax measures that went down this last November. And so people across the board say, you know, we, we want to be a lower uh, tax state. And I think that, Michael, that is one of the reasons why we've had good economic growth is because we've been able to, to kind of tap down on this uh, potential runaway government spending. Yeah, and, and you look at it, you listen to, you guys were talking about the debate, uh, Governor, former Governor Hickenlooper talks about how he was the number one economy and he credits himself with that. Uh, I'm laughing because he helped push for most of the six statewide tax increases that lost at the ballot. Um, you know, at least four of them he was in favor of. And what would our state be like if we had those $4 billion uh, tax increases? I think Tabor has been uh, enormously uh, successful in terms of, of keeping us prosperous. Um, because voters do get to weigh in, and legislators all want want more money, and voters say, you know what, if you uh, make a good case to us, maybe, but they haven't done that yet. And so I'm somebody who grew up in Illinois, and they raise taxes all the time, and have chased businesses and people out of the state, they're in a, a dire circumstance financially. I don't want to see that happen here in Colorado, too. Well, and to that point, Governor Hickenlooper is trying to take credit <clears throat> for this uh, Colorado economy 
But it's really, I think that it's because we've had both the Gallagher Amendment, which has, has kept uh, property taxes in check, as well as the uh, t- uh, TABOR, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, which has, and, and it's just about good manners. <clears throat> it says, hey, government. Hey, bureaucrats and politicians and elected officials, <clears throat> if you want to uh, raise our, excuse me, raise our taxes, incur debt that we have to pay off, or if you want to keep our tax refunds, you just have to ask us. And <clears throat> excuse me, that's what that's all about, Michael. Yeah, and it's consent, <laughs> and that's and that's what legislators should have to do, and it's been successful here. And so we keep having that conversation with people, saying, you know what, this is a, a power that you want to keep, you you have now. Um, and we shouldn't take it for granted. And they're coming after it. This is step one this year with Prop CC, uh, but they want to do full repeal uh, next year. And so we really have to defeat uh, this ballot issue in order to make sure that we stop their you know, march to trying to take away paper. Well, Michael Fields, uh, thank you so much for the uh, important work that you're doing. And you are the executive director of Colorado Rising Action. So thank you so much. And uh, people can find your piece at Complete Colorado. And then just click on the banner at the top, and that'll bring up all the original content. So thank you so much, Michael.